What up, guys? Welcome back to the Motogro Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Phil with the Motogro Podcast, if you do not know my name already. And I am your host, and your main host, and the only host. And today we want to talk, uh, I want to talk to you guys about, um, I have no idea. <laughs> Just kidding, man. We are settling in. We are still figuring things out with the business and getting everything licensed and insured and all that for Idaho. And we have been sending out estimates. Well, let me tell you where I'm going. So obviously this is a truck podcast. You probably hear the noise and all that. We are going to order a specific charger for my steel batteries. Steel came out with a charger called the AL301-4. Check it out. Those of you guys that are running the AP series battery lined uh, equipment from steel. So, and what do you what do you mean by AP, Phil? Well, AP just it's just a battery line. So they have three different battery lines. They have the AI series, which is integrated batteries. They have the AK series, which is just your homeowner models, you know, the trimmers and blowers and all that. And then they have the AP series, which is more targeted towards professional use. So I'm using the AP series line of tools or outdoor power equipment. So like the KMA 135 and all that, blah, 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 yada. Uh, they had they just released a charger that charges four of those batteries simultaneously That's pretty cool. Actually. I don't think it's simultaneously But it's just one one charger that fits four batteries. I'll have to look at that That's a that's a really uh, I should really look into that um, Let me pull over and see cuz here. Let me put you on let me put you on a break or I'll stop you real quick and then I'll continue guys that let me hold up all right so it's not simultaneously i can confuse myself with the word sequentially sequentially means it goes in order so charges one then it charges the other then so on and so forth so it can charge the ap300s batteries the most powerful ones right now in under five hours which is pretty nice i mean that's like what an hour and 15 minutes for each when they're fully dead that's not too bad my i have an al 500 which is like their supercharger and it's super fast man that thing will charge your batteries in like 30 to 40 minutes super fast but again it only has one import for one battery right it can only charge one battery at a time then you got to get back take that one out put another one in but this one you put all four in and it charges them sequentially all right, don't don't mix it up with simultaneously, Phil. That'd be nice, Phil. Simultaneously, that I mean, you'd get all four batteries charged in like you know an hour and 15 minutes. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, you put an inverter on top of your trailer, and you know you'll have batteries fully charged right away, as long as you have you know four, five, six, eight batteries, whatever. Um, enough talking about battery. Well. Again, we're going to my dealer, my new dealer. Shout out to Reagan Equipment. That's my new dealer instead of uh, anybody else. I went to three or four of the other steel dealers around here and nobody could 
match Reagan equipment. So, and they're the nearest one to me as well. So I'm like, man, this is my preferred steel dealer now. Uh, unfortunately, they don't sell Hustler or Toro. They have Husqvarna, John Deere, and something else, but, well, and steel. So that's what we'll do. Um, that's my equipment preferred dealer now for steel is Reagan equipment in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. You can check them out. So that's where we're going now. We're gonna hopefully get one on order. Hopefully they can get us one ordered. And I mentioned something about a trailer. I said the word trailer and that reminded me that guys, I sold my six and a half, six and a half, six by 12 enclosed trailer. That's right. That old blue, I called it old blue. It's gone now and I sold it yesterday. Now you're thinking to yourself, well, Phil, what are you gonna use now? Well, today I'm actually going and picking up an open trailer. That's right. I'm switching to the open trailers instead of enclosed. There is a big reason. If I never have moved, I would have stayed with an open or with an enclosed trailer. But now guys, the reason for the switch is because I will be driving 40 minutes back into Washington, well, I'd say half hour uh, back into Washington State to just start my mowing services for a client. So I have to, I'm gonna be driving from state to state. And so driving with an enclosed trailer, as you guys know what I'm talking about, it's so bad on fuel. It's not fuel efficient at all. And so that's one thing. Um, that's the main thing. That's the main reason why. Oh, actually, no, that's the second reason why. The main reason why is because a couple days ago, I don't know who, but somebody um, tattletailed <laughs> to the policeman, to the police department on me. And yeah, they, they didn't knock on my door, but I saw like a officer's vehicle in my cameras. Uh, I had to replay the cameras. Yeah, I got security cameras set up already. I replayed the camera and I saw a vehicle pulling out with a note on my trailer. It was parked on the street, okay? It was parked on the street. Keep this in mind. And the city ordinance says you cannot park any trailers, RVs, whatnot on public streets, okay? It's a public street. So I put my trailer, and I had this all planned. I, I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, you know, obviously I didn't want it towed, but I knew that someone might say something, whether it be HOA or somebody else. And of course, police department uh, tagged my trailer and said, you have to move it, okay? Next time, if you don't move it within like 48 hours, we're gonna impound it <laughs> and tow it out of here. So I moved it into my driveway. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just curious. Let me read the HOA rules. Get a quick drink here of my body armor. New flavor came out, strawberry grape. I don't know if you guys are body armor uh, people or not, but it's the uh, Mamba Forever flavor, Kobe Bryant. Anyways, um, get sidetracked there. But anyways, I read the HOA rules and of course it says, you cannot park your trailer for more than 48 hours in your driveway, wherever it can't be on the street. It has to be, whoa, camera's about to fall has to be parked away inside a garage or in the backyard in a designated 
uh, I think it was like council approved place or something like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? So obviously I started to call around and see if there were any local storage facilities that I could park my trailer, right? That's the first thing I did. And they told me that they were all booked out. No one had anything. No one had any space, nothing available. They're like, we can put you on a waiting list. I'm like, dude, I gotta get rid of this trailer. <laughs> I can't be on a waiting list. It can't, it can't be on, my, on the property. I have nowhere to park it. It won't fit in my garage, right? It's too high. It's an enclosed trailer. And I'm like, I gotta get rid of this thing. So my wife and I have already planned. We talked about it. I'm like, wife, why don't I just sell this thing and get an, and get an open trailer? And an open trailer that will actually fit in the garage. So I measured my garage. It can take up to almost shy of 17 feet. And so <clears throat> I'm like, sweet. I can get, I can't get a 14 because the the tongue is an additional four feet, I believe, on most trailers, so it'd be 18 feet. So that won't be uh, an option. So I can't get like a 17 by 14 or a six by 14. Usually it's seven, seven and a half by 14, a common size for a 14 incher or 14 footer. So I'm like, well, why don't I just get a six by 12? That will give me 16 feet of length and that'll be perfect, it'll fit right in. So I measured, I can fit up to, a again, a trailer that's just under 17 feet. And the one I found that I'm actually going to buy today measures out to be 16 feet and two inches. So it's like perfect. I get a little bit of walking uh, clearance inside of the garage, but it's an, it's an open trailer. It's got the high walls on it that, are, that have the um, metal sheeting, or not sheeting, but like the, um, what are you called? What are they called? The screens that are, it's not blocked all the way, but it's like, it's got the holes in it. You know what I'm talking about? I, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But I hope you understand that it's like, it's not closed in like a box. It's actually open. And uh, here, I'm almost to the equipment facility. So I'm gonna go out, order my stuff, and we'll continue talking, all right? We'll talk about a little bit more about the trailer and a few more updates, but let me go see if they can get this charger on order for me. Oh, also Reagan Equipment sells Troy-built push mowers. Looks like residential, I think. Oh no, no, that's a customer's repair. They do sell errands, guys, over here. So I run errands. I got an errand snowblower, so that's good for parts. They can get me belts and stuff like that, so. Cool, I'll be back. All right guys, so I'm back. It looks like they have never had it in stock. I'm not surprised at all because it is a new item. So yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, headed out now, going back home, looking at the John Deere zero turns. Look pretty nice, <laughs> but I'm not a John Deere guy, so still a hustler but I'm just I'm bummed out that there's no hustler dealers but it's all right we might just have to switch brands who knows I was looking at the um, online I was looking at gravely 32 and 36 inch stand-ons 
that caught my eye I was like huh those look interesting but I've never ran a Gravely I heard that Gravely is kind of the same as Hustler so um, the funny thing is we have a Coeur d'Alene tractor that sells Kubota but they do not sell Hustler which the last my last dealer sold Kubota and they also sold Hustler so but this this Kubota dealer only sells Kubota, Gravely, Toro, and I believe like Husqvarna and something like that. So, but it's all right. You know, that's all future purchases who, who that I'm not really worried about right now. We have all the equipment. We're all getting ready for the season. So speaking of getting ready for the season, we just this morning sent out estimates for, uh, for lawn care and I got a cop behind me and I'm at a red light I don't know if I can turn or not but we'll just wait it out want to play it safe hold on I don't like I don't like when cops are behind me and he just honked at me to go so I'm gonna go all right we'll put you on pause looks like he needed to go somewhere he just flew right past me anyways now we can start talking without the heart pumping. You know the feeling. Don't be lying to me. Uh, getting ready for the season. We actually sent out estimates to a handful, not all, a handful of my Spokane clients. Because, guys, think about it. We had clients, we had over, I think it was 55, 60 properties that we serviced. And we're only doing half. I mean, we cannot manage all of them and grow in Idaho. And I, and some of the properties that we have serviced, I've always, like, I've wanted to drop for a while. So it's not like I'm, you know, shooting myself in the foot kind of deal. I'm not really losing them. We raised our prices by $5. We didn't do 5% this year. We did $5 and whole numbers. So people that were at like $42.50, they obviously got a price increase to 45 because 45 now is our minimum. And all those people that were out like, um, you know, 45, they went up to 50. So they're a whole, all whole numbers now. Okay, I didn't like the 52, 50, 47, 25. I didn't like that stuff. That was last year's decision. But anyways, that's what we're doing this year. 45 minimum, averaging around 50, 55 per lawn which is nice. So again, we sent them out this morning all to about 30 of them and I believe 10 lot or 10 properties already accepted 10 plus plus the church that we attend. So there it was 165 last year. This year's was actually 180. So with commercial lots, they got a more than $5 price increase. So it went up to 180. And they accepted right away, uh, which is fine. You know, we'll make more money even though we have to drive a little bit. So, guys, if you aren't raising rates, if you aren't raising prices, I suggest you do it. Okay, I'd suggest you do it. We've talked about it already. We've talked about our goals is to raise prices. That's exactly what we did. So we accomplished our goal. Minimum 45. Everyone else gets a 5 10 $15 increase depending on how big the property is and if it's commercial or residential. So put these into perspective, put these into effect, guys, because if you're not, 
you're not going to be making you're, you're going to feel like you're making the same amount of money but you're paying more your expenses are not being covered because expenses for everything is now high equipment prices have gone up gas has gone up everything has gone up living expenses so if you're not raising your rates to simplify it uh, you're gonna go out of business okay even though you feel like you're not you're still gonna go out of business your prices are gonna stay the same don't even don't even go don't even operate you know because you're gonna lose money and you're gonna be scratching your head thinking what's going what happened why 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 did this happen so well because you didn't raise your rates every year so five dollars fifteen whatever you got to do raise your rates I'm not saying raise your prices by a hundred dollars I mean you're crazy if you do that you will definitely not get any people to accept any estimates but if it's like five dollars guys look I already got 10 11 properties in under one hour people are just I sent out an email the night prior stating hey spring season March 1st we're gonna be sending out estimates and like this morning March 2nd at 7:30 in the morning I sent them out why 7:30? well usually people are out by that time reading news checking their social media and when you send it out that's the first that you know they're on their phone that's the notification they get they see it and they you know either accept or decline with a new price increase so um, we honestly don't even tell people your prices are going to be raised I'm just like here's a new estimate if you like the price uh, go ahead and accept it but if some sometimes people would like get scared and think oh you're gonna raise my price this year oh I'm gonna go find somebody else but if you don't tell them this is just a little little secret Phil's secret all right <laughs> no if you don't tell them that prices are they should already assume okay that leave the price increase of figuring out a price increase to the customer right they'll have to go and look at their old estimate or uh, invoice and see how much they were paying like you don't have to do all that extra work let the customer do it so again we don't even tell them we just send them a new estimate I know some people will just say we'll continue service and if you don't want us or you know you'll just cancel it's like why would you continue service what if you know what if they didn't even think of that what if they didn't know of that you know so um, that's just more problems piled up on you know your your spring season which is hectic already so again we already got 11 accepted with price increases and the thing is what about the other 30 or 25 that I uh, eliminated well guys those ones those 25s are the farthest ones away and the like the dusty ones the ones that ruin equipment the ones that are late on payments those are the people that got pushed away and I kept all the nice like card on file customers and I am able to do that because we are expanding obviously we're trying to do Idaho only by next year all right so all of the Washington State clients are going to be gone and some of you might say well why don't you just sell them off well why how would I sell them off when I don't even know if I haven't even sent them an estimate yet those 25 that I don't want to do we haven't sent them estimates and why would I sell them off or give them to a friend when I know they're crap like sure if someone was just starting out and they're like Phil can you help me out with a few clients I'm like sure here here's all 25 say you were recommended by Phil Phil doesn't service your property anymore 
um, and he recommended uh, me to you guys. I, I do the same exact work that he does and yada yada, you know, here's our service, here's our reviews, whatnot and what so. Here's your price for your for your lawn, right? But I don't have anybody like that. So um, I'd rather not just not keep, uh, if they contact me, sure, I'll explain to them we just moved. We don't actually service your area anymore. So uh, even if they're like, um, <laughs> like people that are next to each other or neighbors that are next to each other, um, I'll still say like, hey, I'm sorry, we're cutting down our service list and you were one of the properties that we had to remove unfortunately and i don't think i have any of like next door like neighbor to neighbor to neighbor clients um so which is good so that's just what we're doing guys if you aren't sending out estimates if your season begins in april do it right now get all of your clients that you serviced last year send those estimates out and trust me doing things ahead of time will save you a lot of time when the spring rush hits because the spring rush will come at you like a freight train man and you won't be if you aren't ready man you will, one, lose a lot of money, okay? And two, probably lose on potential prospects and new clients because you'll be so focused on catching up on your old clients. Well, why don't you take care of all your old clients right now so that way you have more time focusing on new clients and making more money. This has been Phil with the Phil's uh, Motor Grow Podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Phil's Lawn Care uh, on, on YouTube and also on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, and we'll try to reach out, uh, make more of these podcast episodes when we do truck podcasts. I've been starting to listen to a lot of new guys, Lanier, Lawn Care, Danny, been listening to his podcast, but the only problem is y'all aren't putting out uh, enough podcasts for me to listen to. I'm doing a lot of driving right now. I caught up on everybody's podcast episodes, and now I'm like, come on, guys. You know, start 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 making new podcasts. Start making more podcasts. I know, like, again, I try to listen to the smaller guys, not the big guys. The smaller guys are just starting out because I love getting that, like, it's like listening to myself. You know what I mean? I put myself in their shoes because they're small. Uh, most of the guys that I listen to are, like, solo, if not one one employee or something. So I like listening to those guys. But the business, the big, big companies that have, like, five, six crews, I'm like, eh. You know, it's not the same. Trust me, it is not the same. Anyways, guys, take care. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next one.